2: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Jay Zawoski here with Greg Boyson. Mario Tiribasi is going to join us from the United Center in a little bit. Hawks lose their eighth straight, this time a 5-2 loss to the LA Kings. At the United Center, we're going to get into everything as we always do here on CHGO Blackhawks. And we, as always, are presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, and Greg, we have seen some bad Hawks games recently, and this could be one of the worst. This was an absolute disaster from start to finish. Uh, you went, what, almost 10 minutes with uh, only one shot on goal in the first period. It was just a completely one-sided game against a team that, yeah, they're they're in playoff position, but they're in a bad division, and they're just not a very strong team. You should not get dominated by the LA Kings. This is not Tampa. This is not Florida. This is not Colorado. This is the LA Kings. And they came into the United Center and pushed you around for 60 minutes. And it's this one was as ugly as it gets.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, reminded a lot of that Seattle game from last week. I had that yeah. feeling of that. Um, so the Seattle game might be the worst game of the year, but this one was slightly right behind it. Uh, not pretty. Just another sleepy start. A lot of the same old things, you know. Both those first period goals, a lot of guys standing around watching and and not taking picking up a body too easy. Yeah, They're making it too easy. Uh, you don't you don't have you don't have NHL starter go- quality goaltending right now in either Kevin Lincoln or Colin Delia. I'm not trying to be mean, it's, it's but sucks. it's the truth. Neither of these guys are NHL starters at this point, and probably never will be. So you gotta like help them out a little bit. That would be good, yes. You got to, like, just maybe, you know, maybe impede a guy from taking a rebound shot because the rebounds are going to come. It's not a surprise with either one of these guys. When you're playing in front of, of Colin Delia and Kevin Lincoln, and you better be aware that that puck is bouncing off his pads, probably right back into the center ice. Yes. Be ready for it.
2: Well, Colby Cohen pointed it out. Uh, I think it was during the first intermission that on that first L.A. goal that was a complete empty netter because uh, of the pass by Deneau. Everybody was in the right position, but nobody was moving. All five Hawks were just standing still. Yeah. They, and Derek King mentioned that the other night, too, of guys just standing around watching things happen. There's no attack, there's no aggression. And look, we knew when the trade deadline happened that things were going to get ugly and this team was going to struggle to get wins. This team is not that bad. This roster is not as bad as they're playing. I'm sorry. They're just not. And. Something is very, very wrong with the mental makeup of this team, and I'd love to get to the bottom of it. Reminder: Tomorrow at twelve thirty, head coach Derek King is going to be in studio with us, and we can ask him in person. Like, what do you think the situation? Because that Buffalo loss seems to have derailed this entire team. Yeah, the entire team. Yeah, I, I, uh, I had that first goal on the
0: radio. Uh, some goofy traffic at seven <laughs> fifteen at night. Delayed my arrival here. Not that I missed a whole lot, but uh, so I had the radio on, and Troy Murray, after that first goal, called out Jonathan Tays, which is not something you're used to from Troy Murray. No, Uh, But he said Jonathan Tays was down low where he should be, but just kind of skated around in no man's land and didn't pick up a body. And then he said the same thing after the second goal. Guys were there. They just weren't doing anything. So, uh, you know, you hear you hear the slang, these teams quit on their coach. I don't know if this team's quit. Just, uh, just they don't. They've they've checked out. I don't. I don't think it's a coaching thing. I mean, what's Derek King going to tell these guys at this point that he hasn't told them? So yeah. So at some point, it's not a coaching problem. It's a personnel problem. It is. And a, these guys, it is don't, a
2: commitment problem.
0: They don't seem to care. They're already they're already on their first tea time. Uh they're already ready to 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 get vacation, to clean out that locker and move on. Bye.
2: Well look, <laughs> Bye. I, I get you. It's 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 understandable, right? Like it's a long season, it's been a tough season, and I say all the time, these are human beings and they're not perfect. They're not robots, right? It's just really hard for me to Look at Jonathan Taves, who has been called by us recently the greatest captain in Blackhawks history. 18 minutes on the ice, one shot on goal. Zero other shot attempts. That can't happen. It just can't. And there was a large period of this game where the Hawks' defensemen had more shots on goal than the Hawks' forwards. You've seen Derek King change up the lines, scratch different guys his message has been correct we've been to practices the practices have life they have purpose that you could see what they're trying to accomplish in practice at some point it's no longer Joel Quinville's fault it's no longer Jeremy Cowden's fault it's probably not Derek King's fault either at some point these players and these leaders need to look inward and say hmm maybe it's been us all along Maybe we're not giving everything that we used to give, and again, you win three Stanley Cups, you've accomplished everything there is to accomplish on the ice, maybe you lose that fire a little bit, but number 19 is a guy I never, ever thought I would say that about. Never. No. Nope. I thought that he would be the the last guy to go down with the ship, and he'd be the guy pulling everybody along with him. That has not been the case this season, and you can try to manufacture as many excuses as you want for Jonathan Taves, but... And they're real. We missed last season with the health condition, yada, yada, yada. Fine, but the effort isn't there. And that, to me, is very, very troubling.
0: We, we hear about it all the time, and we heard about it at the trade deadline. We'll hear about it all summer. Those are the kind of guys that are mentoring the young players. Yep they, They're the leaders. They're the ones that these young players learn from. What are these young players learning from these guys right now? How to how to check out how to phone it in for 60 minutes a night? Do you
2: really want these guys around a young rebuilding team? Right now it's hard to say yes. And what we used to say about Jonathan Taves was there's the highest paid guy on the team working the hardest, right? And that that way no one had an excuse to not work as hard as Jonathan Taves. And we just have not seen it recently. We got a comment Uh, In the chat from Jay Serio, he says, I know you guys are pro-king, but I feel excellent coaches that can develop are the key to rebuilding. The tear down is the easy part, but without developing and evaluating players, you go nowhere. Okay, but Dennis Savard is the guy who basically developed this young core. Then when it was time to win, Joel Quenville came on. You can give a little bit of credit to Trent Yawney there too. Um, You can go team by team. So I just don't think that there's no point in going and hiring, what, John Tortorella? No. Somebody like, like. what are they going to come in here and do? Scream and yell at young players for two years, tear their confidence apart, and then get fired because the team's exhausted from it. I think you give King another year or two, see what he can do. And look, if he's not the guy, then he's not the guy, and you move on. But we've got some comments we're probably going to play later in the show. He talks about changing the system. Remember, Derek King came in here on the fly. Uh, and and righted for a while a, a sinking ship. Jeremy Cowton had this entire team just skating in circles. They had no clue what they were doing. The system was horrible and King has sort of come in and cleaned up the system a little bit, but he hasn't implemented his own thing. I think you got to give him at least a year to see what he can do. I just I, I just don't think right now there's any sense in going to hire a a big name coach for what? Yeah, no. for what I I, I just don't think there's a big developer out there. Big name coach won't this job at this point. Well, that's big true. Big name too. coach
0: wants it in three four years when they're ready to get back to the playoffs. Yeah, those guys don't want to be part of a rebuild. No. Why they they'll yeah. wait they'll wait for the Toronto Maple Leaf job to come open and grab that right you know or or whoever Vegas whatever team that gets eliminated in the first round that's already got a playoff core together fires their coach they'll take that job right. Um, you know, Derek King has never had he let Derek King have his own coaching staff, and let Derek King have some input to this roster, and let Derek King do what he wants to do. And if it's horrible next season, well, that's kind of mission accomplished. You get a great draft pick, yeah. Uh, and if and if he doesn't progress, then you move on. But now's the time to find out. You know, I saw something on Twitter. Somebody had asked, I don't remember who it is, and. and I'd like to give credit, but somebody asked, what is it, the people that don't like Derek King, what is it about him that you don't like? And the most common thing about that that I read was he doesn't have, he doesn't, he's not passionate. He's not yelling and screaming. He's too nice of a guy. That doesn't fly anymore. Who are the coaches in
2: hockey that well, are flipping well, over here's tables? A, and
0: here's one comment that literally made me laugh out loud was, Joe Quinville never would accept lackadaisical play. Joe Quinville got fired because the team played <laughs> like they were lackadaisical. Yeah. Do you not remember
2: the last season and a half he was here? By the way, Joel <laughs> Quinville was not a fire and brimstone head coach either. He would get pissed at referees, but he you would never see him go right. off on his players. Joel Quinville was a players' coach. Just because he looks like a wolf doesn't mean he acts like a wolf. Right. No, he right? Was, like he that just was not his personality. Joe Quinville was very
0: Joking, fun. he just had that gruff demeanor, but he wasn't—he wasn't, he wasn't a, a screaming guy. No, not by any means. No, he, he said he'd scream at the refs. Right. He knew when the cameras were on. He knew when to do yeah. the right time to grab
2: his nuts, yelling at the referee. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> but you he know, had a, he had a certain panache when he. did. But that let's that not. Too.
0: Let's like not like. Let's why in what fantasy world did Joel Quinville
2: not accept lackadaisical play? Was Scotty Bowman a fire and brimstone coach? No. no? I just I just don't that whole concept, especially in this day and age, no, these, yeah, there's no. no sport. There's no sport where a coach like that is having success. And
0: you know what? John Tortorella to me is he's modern day Mike Keenan with less success.
2: Yeah. They're, they're the same guy. They show up. I don't well, I, I'm not gonna go that far on torch because King or uh, King uh Keenan was a bit of a – He was a much bigger – Moron. Jag, out,
0: jag off. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, he uh, – but, you know, Keenan and Tortorella, they kind of have the same path. They go somewhere. They get you to play really good for a year or two. Keenan got three teams to the Stanley Cup final, and maybe was it four, at least three. He won one. Tortorella got – won his cup. Yep. But after two years, they just wear out their welcome because these players like, I can't take this crap anymore. Same thing happened with Daryl Sutter.
2: Yep. Now he's got the flames going really well. But But he's not flipping tables. Right. He's not throwing Gatorade containers at people. So it's like the whole, yeah,
0: we got to scream and yell. No, you don't.
2: I want to, before we bring in Mario, I want to reference one of our most committed uh, fans on the chat, Region Rev. And she's always kind of been against the Derek King thing. And She says her usual mantra, keeping King on the basis of what harm he can do is mind boggling to me and she goes on and says he consistently has said what more can I do uh I don't know if I don't know if he's sort of thrown his hands up and said what more can I do I think that the reason that it's not just what that well you know what harm can he do I think that his personality fits a rebuild I think his personality is good for young players he's a guy who's not going to bring anybody down super hard it's sort of the tough love I call it the slap and tickle Right, like, hey, play better, but <laughs> you know we love you. That, that's the sort of thing that young you players pay extra need
0: for that. But that's another. Yeah, story. well, sometimes. Uh, yeah, no, I think I right think he's he's got the patience. Right, he's got the patience, and he's got relationships with a lot of these guys from their time in Rockford. I think he could do a lot worse. What, you know, if the the Blackhawks are going to be bad next year, no matter who to coach, is. I just
2: don't know who the person is you're going to bring in that's going to be an automatic upgrade from Derek King. Right. And if you've got a list present it, right. I just don't know what the point is of bringing in someone who is looking to win right now that it's just, there's no sense in that. And who's going to want to do that? What coach that's proven is going to say, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm game for a rebuild. Let's yeah, gee, go. I can't wait
0: to get I can't wait to get my hands on Sam Lafferty. Yeah, no, they're, co- they're, there are no coaches. Yeah. No coaches doing that right they're now. They're saying call me in 4 years. Yeah. Ooh, Taylor Radish on the same line as Boris Kachuk. Ooh, Sign me up. You don't even have to Ooh. you don't even have to pay me. That's a
2: spicy meatball right there. You don't
0: there. even have to pay me. Sign
2: Speaking me of up. spicy meatballs, uh, Mario Cerabbassi is joining us from uh the United Center. Mario, thanks for jumping in, man. Um want to know what did Derek King have to say after Yet another brilliant performance by his Blackhawk squadron.
1: Uh, he threw up his hands and said, "What more can I do?"
2: <laughs>
1: no, no. Uh, yeah, you can. You could definitely tell that this eight-game losing streak is wearing on him, and he communicated that it's also wearing on the players. He said the team is physically and mentally drained. Aren't we all? Uh, but this is <laughs> this is just kind of what you're going to see when you have teams like the Kings and the Stars coming to town to play a Blackhawks team that looks unmotivated they're playing they're playing against teams that are searching for points and you have a you have a team in Chicago that is on a losing streak they've lost 11 of their last 13 they're out of the playoffs they've traded away you know Brandon Hagel and Mark Andre Fleury two players that even for a bad Blackhawks team were some of their most effective. and you're kind of just left with, okay, 10 games to go, check one off, it's nine games to go. Here we go. Like the, I, I said it on Twitter after the game. The fans who were still around uh, kind of gave the team some some half ass booze as they left the ice. And the worst emotion that the Blackhawks can elicit from their fan base, Is apathy, like we we understand the Blackhawks next season, season after that, maybe the season after that. They're not going to be that good. But the worst thing that you can get from from this fan base is shoulder shrugs. Who cares? They need to give the fans something to tune into. They need to they're not going to out talent teams. They need to outwork them, and it's something that the young players are going to have to learn about and learn about fast.
2: That's interesting. And what is it going to be that incentivizes Hawk fans to be invested for the next few years? And especially, you know, as we discuss, as we're going to spend much of the offseason doing the futures of Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, the business side is going to say, well, we have to keep those guys. There's something else to sell. Are fans even buying that anymore? And that's that's troubling. I mean, I don't know. It, rebuilds are tough, that's for sure. But if if the fans see a team that's giving their all every night and trying and just falling short, if they're scrappy and they're grinding and they're hustling and are doing the best they can, I think fans are cool to get on board with that, right? They get. I think somebody ran a poll on Twitter when Kyle Davidson used the term rebuild, and it was greatly in favor of the rebuild fans are ready for that what they're not ready for is a team tucking their tails and just playing out the string till golf season that's that's unacceptable and I totally get why fans would feel pissed and feel uninvested because you know who else isn't invested right now the players on the Blackhawks so why should the fans invest
1: yeah we've talked about it on on the show you know you're if you're gonna be bad and you're gonna lose at least be entertaining in losses and at least be entertaining when you're bad. At least be something you can tune into and there's things that you can point to and say, "Hey, that player had a had a great effort. That player looks like they're developing." Like that's that's what the Blackhawks are going to have to hang their hat on at least for next season and the season after that. They're it's going to have to be small victories even though they're not going to be winning a lot of games. And if you put in efforts where you you know, watching at home, fans in the stands. If you, if if, if, if those fans can point and say that team's not invested, you're just, you're, you're right. They're not going to turn around and invest in the team. So we got nine more to get through the end of the season. I, I really hope that we see consistent, better efforts in those nine games, and we start next season with a team that is. In a rebuild, but way more motivated than we're seeing right now.
0: Yeah, I did a, a little Q and A session during the second intermission on our members only Discord, which you get access to when you become a CHGO member. Um, You're in your members only jacket too, which I thought was a nice touch. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was nice. Um, one of the questions I got asked was, "Give us some reasons why to watch these last few games." And I was like, "I, I, I don't know." Like I wish I could be like this exciting young player and this guy and this guy and it's like, um. So watch so you know what we're talking about on the post game show. <laughs> I mean I don't know I don't know what to tell you. There's not a whole lot of reasons to watch. Um, you know there and are some your, guys. One of your
1: biggest, one of your biggest reasons to watch. Uh, it it ends on Thursday with Pat Foley's last game.
0: Right after that. So now now what? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the is, you know, Philip Kershev on the top six is interesting, but that's not much must see TV.
2: You know, you've got right but he's only here for a handful of more yeah, games. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I, and you know, he's, you know, he's been fine. Frustrating. I'm sure he's had plenty of chances to put the puck in the net and just can't seem to do it. They'll come. I'm not worried about that. Uh, but you know, there's not a whole lot of reasons to be excited. So if the fans and the people who are covering this team are like, "Eh, I don't know. I mean, you can only imagine what the players are thinking at this point. Like,
2: look, you know, I I get it. I understand the frustration the players are feeling. There's no doubt about it. I mentioned this last week when I left my job at Odyssey, the last week of of my job was really hard to stay committed and do the work. I'm like, I, I was out the door. I was ready to come here and just like, all right, let's go. Let us let me leave. Let me get out of here. I, I totally understand that. But you're a professional and you've got to do your job and you owe it to the people who are dropping at least, you know, parking tickets, food, drink, 200 bucks to come to a game and watch you play. Do them the honor of putting forth an honest effort. I think that that is – that's, that's a low bar. Just come out and play hard. That's all anybody wants to see. And I think – we are seeing a little bit of the um, trying to do too much thing that this team always has done when they have been struggling or they've been cold. They even did that when they were winning Stanley Cups. You would see them trying to do too much, but now they just don't have the talent to just get it back. And if if again, if Kane and DeBrinket aren't scoring every night, this team is not winning. And it's just, and I think as Derek King said today, Mario. The team's feeling it, too. They are frustrated. They're done. They're burnt out. It's understandable, but I still. A a poor effort at home, a poor effort anywhere is inexcusable, but especially at home.
1: Yeah, it it was interesting. Phil Thompson posed the question to uh, Taylor Radish after the game. He said, you know, this, this losing streak is starting to mirror how the season started, which ended up costing Jeremy Colleton his job. And he asked Radish, do you guys feel like you need to have some sort of players only meeting or some sort of come to Jesus moment? And Radish kind of just was like, No, like we're just trying to get through it. So I don't know. I from a from a player's perspective, obviously the losing sucks. They don't like doing it, but I don't know. I it's it seems to me like an answer like that, where it's just like, no, we don't need to, we don't need to do anything of like that. We just need to keep grinding, keep at it. It just seems like it's not, it's not the, the fiery. We still care. We well, I shouldn't say we still care, but it doesn't seem like the fire is there for the final nine seasons. Even, even coming from a guy like Radish, who's coming in, getting more of an opportunity, and had a pretty decent game individually he was asked like oh how does this game rank in your games in chicago and he was just like ah you know it was it was alright it's more about the team okay cool like i don't know it's it it doesn't seem like there's there's much to give and i think it goes back to uh, kings comment physically and mentally this team is drained
2: let's let's keep in mind too everything that has occurred this season yeah
0: it's been a funky season. it
2: has been a grind to cover it has been a grind to talk about it has been a grind for many of these players who had nothing to do we're not even they were playing, you know, junior or mite hockey when the Kyle Beach incident occurred and they've been around this all year. You've got a lot of other distractions. Pat Foley's final year, Marion Hose is back, Taves one thousandth game, all these sort of things. It has been a grind have, of a season. You got a
0: fired coach after a garbage start. Yes. Then the Kyle Beach resigning of your GM. GM leaves, new, new GM, GM, new coach. All this stuff, trade deadline. One of your most popular players in the locker room gets traded. Two of
2: your most popular players in yes, the locker room. Yes, true.
0: Yes, you got Flurry and Hagel gone. The Flurry one you should have seen coming. The Hagel was a little more expected, unexpected. Right. You just got all this stuff, and it's like I get that being mentally drained. But on the flip side, you're all getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. I get mentally drained a lot at all my jobs I've ever had, and I'm not making seven digits on my paychecks. So like, suck it up.
2: Yeah, it's it's that's it. It's be a professional. And this to me is where my frustrations with the leadership. I I just I want these players who so many of these guys on this roster looked up to growing up to say, Look, here's what it is. You're right, Mario. Players only meeting, right? Phil Thompson brought it up. Jonathan Tays, Patrick Kane, maybe Seth Jones, whoever, says we've got nine to go let's do the best we can. We know this season has been a grind. We know the last few weeks have been tough. But let's play with pride. Like I I just there's so many dudes on this team that need jobs next year, right? And if if the best players on the team are not leading and are not playing hard, it it rubs off and it has a negative impact and it's it's tough. I just I don't know. It's just for me it's it's been really frustrating to watch. I know for everybody um and, and especially the players this has been a long year, but you're almost done. Have some pride and finish strong. Finish on a positive even if they win the last, you know, two of the last three. It's going to feel a hell of a lot better than just getting smoked game after game after game till the season ends and look, we know from a short time with Kyle Davidson he's not just going to sit here and put up with that. Right? He is ready to make unpopular moves. He's done several of them already. There are going to be a lot of plane tickets being passed
1: out yeah. after
0: that last game. Like, call your realtor, you're gone, you know, um, and rightfully so. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, just give us something. Give us that reason to watch, right? You know, as a fan, as, a, as someone covering this team, sure, we're going to watch because we have to. That's our job. Uh, but for the fans, give just give them a reason to watch these last nine games. Show that you care, because if you show you care, then the fans will care. Well, you gotta show the GM you care too. You'd think, but you know, <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> like, some of these guys wanna the want
2: to. Maybe they want out. Maybe they want to get in the broadcasting next year. I don't know. It's just <laughs> next year. It's tough, man. I just feel like we're doing the same show night after night after night because the Hawks are giving us the same game yeah. night after night after night, and. How many ways can you say leaders lead, players play hard, finish a check, you know, defend, get, get in front of your goalie, get in front of the other goalie. I play. say we just
0: run this show Thursday night and see if anybody notices we're was like, not talking super, about the same game.
2: Superimpose some new shirts on us. Yeah, and, and, just be like, hey,
0: yeah. I had no idea they were talking about a different game. Because we, we, you're right. We've literally done this same post-game show like eight times. Hey, finally, there's some cheers at the United Center.
1: It's about time.
2: A there, it's because you broke into Frank Pellico's booth there, Mario. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Is the yeah. he comments. tied up? Is are is, is he bound in the corner somewhere?
1: <laughs> yeah, keep keep quiet over there, Frank. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think they were doing his. yeah, it's a proposal. Hey, Frank hey. Pellico,
0: fellow St. Patrick High School alumni. Oh, there you Shane go. Rocks, yes,
2: nice. I have his CD, Fire and Ice. <laughs> nice. That's how big of a nerd I am. <laughs> there you go. I have a Frank Pellico CD. I think they said yeah. yes. There's your Hawks credentials. Bring it,
0: bring it, bring in Thursday, they'll sign it for you.
2: Ah, oh, you're right. Hey, Mario, uh, I know you want to go yes. home, but let's do our four stars <laughs> or oh, four cool star to game, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
2: All right, uh, three stars. By the way, number one, former Blackhawk Blackhawk Philip Deneau. Uh Number two, Victor Arvidson, and number three, something named B. Lazat.
1: Blake who had Lizzo? a really good game. Lizzo. Yeah, Lizzo?
2: We'll call him Lizzo. Uh, really solid game for all the LA Kings because they were playing the Blackhawks. So my third star of the game goes to, Stephen, put up on the screen because I forgot, Jake McCabe. <laughs> Jake McCabe played physically in this game. He was finishing checks, and i like to see that. He also uh, played 20 minutes and 47 seconds of ice time, two shots on goal, three more shot attempts. Again, five hits and three giveaways and three block shots. There's a guy who has not quit, at least for this night. Jake McKay played his ass off. So he gets my third star, fourth star.
0: Uh, my fourth star, I believe second game in a row, I'm going to go with uh, Phil, Philip Kershev. Uh, another nice night. Two assists, and both of his assists were real nice, man. A nice pass to Taylor Radish from a goal, below the goal line on the on the first goal. Second goal, he started that play by kind of just diving for the puck and and... Finding Taylor Radish, who then set up Patrick Kane. So, so he's got three points, a goal, and two assists since being put on that "quote unquote" top line with Kane and Taves. And and uh, we got to talk to him the other day after practice. And both and Derek King even said, in a perfect world, Philip Kirschav is a top six player. That's where his skill set fits. Yes. So they're still trying to find a spot for him. It's been a rough season, but he's getting rewarded for some with some time playing with. Taves and Kane, which whatever, that's still a big deal, and uh, he's taken advantage of it. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the uh, the Swiss Army Knife, Philip
2: Kershev. All right, Mario.
1: I went with uh, Lucas Reichel. He had two great chances to get his first, not only his first point, but his first goal in the NHL. Didn't bury either of them, but he played pretty well. Um, we'll see if. Beyond Thursday, he's still with the team. That Thursday, his game will be his ninth NHL game this season. Um, I, you know, I even without having recorded a point yet, uh, he's had some pretty decent chances, and he's been able to be noticeable. Um, he hasn't looked out of place, but um, if if it were up to me, I think Thursday would be his last game this season. And then he heads back to Rockford, but he had a pretty good game tonight. Um, noticeable, it's what you want to see from 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 some of the guys. So, all
2: right, who's who's going to concede here? I will concede my pick to uh, Philip Kurishev as well. Yeah,
1: Kurishev played well.
2: Yeah. All right, all right. Congratulations, Philip Kurishev! You win a CHGO shirt theoretically.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> we'll all right, Mario.
2: We will see you tomorrow at twelve thirty. When Derek King joins us in studio, really looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, make sure you tune in good. for that live, everybody. We're going to be there, and uh, Coach will be here, and he's got some. We'll have some fun with him, of course, but uh, there's also some tough questions to ask, so we will not hold back. So Mario, we'll see, see if you he tomorrow. Muffins. Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: You guys missed it. I was the only one there. Oh, man. Good muffins.
2: All right, Mario, drive safe, man. We'll talk to you tomorrow, see you guys. All right. Mario Tiribasi from the United Center. Hey, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. I'm wearing one of mine tonight. My wife and daughter got their CHGO Sky shirts today. They look awesome. So that's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions about that, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better Introducing PointsBet's new feature, live NBA same-game parlay. The playoffs are about to begin. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. and If you want more, you can always boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois, so you can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account in your underpants from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Greg, you said something when we were talking to Mario a minute ago about Philip Kurishev having to play in the top six role to have success. And this is a common theme we're hearing around the Hawks because it's the same deal with Dylan Strom. You can't move him anywhere but the first or second line or he's not going to be an effective player. Now you've got Khrushchev. You sort of look up and down the roster and there's a lot of guys that can only be on the bottom six or only on the top six. One thing I do hope Kyle Davidson addresses in the offseason is a little bit more versatility on the roster. Guys who can play up and down. You've seen it with Radish. You've seen it with Lafferty. I think if you get a healthy season from Tyler Johnson next year, that's a guy who can sort of provide that versatility. But I don't know, you can't have too many guys that are limited in what they're able to contribute. And I don't know if, I think Strom has enough value to to make that, you know, I don't know what you'd say, make that exception for him. But I don't know, I, I think a guy like Khrushchev needs, I, I like him in a role where he's a skilled player because he's more effective, but he's also got to be able to be effective on the third and fourth lines. You can't just be, if you're going to be one-dimensional, you've got to be elite one-dimensional. And I don't think Philip Khrushchev has that in his game.
0: No, yeah, you definitely need guys you can plug and play and, and move around if need be. Um, you know, at this point of the season, if Kuryshev can only succeed playing at top six, then just play him at yeah, top six. Right now, of
2: course. I mean, yeah. you've
0: got like four guys you can play in the top six, and the rest <laughs> of them are fourth liners. So yeah. put him up there. What's the harm? Um, so far, so good. Maybe yeah. this is the, what he needed. And yeah, but you would like to see him, but he's not a checker, he's not a f- grindy guy not his game um so maybe the problem is you just need more skilled guys to play these guys with the problem is you don't you only have four skilled guys that you could play a guy like phil's kershub with so maybe have a third line that actually has some guys that could score i know it's weird and i know it's a it's a foreign concept mm. but it just might make your team better mm. maybe i'm no expert i don't know but i think having guys that can score in the bottom six makes your team better i don't think so I think you
2: need more guys that can't play. So we need more, (laughs) more guys who are second liners in Rockford, maybe. Yeah, more Reese Johnsons. Yeah, Yeah. and nothing against those guys. Like you need those guys to win championships. You just don't need nine of them. Right. You don't need. Yeah. I mean, one or two. Okay. Sure. But I want so in my ideal world, I want Sam Lafferty to be my worst forward, not one of my more dependable forwards.
0: Yes. Sam and no disrespect to of Sam Lafferty. Not. Sam Lafferty should not be your best forward in any scenario.
2: Play the game I always play. Where does this player fit on a 2010-13-15 Blackhawks? Is he in the lineup or not? I think Lafferty is probably four, Is probably the lineup. is probably your 12th forward.
0: Yeah. He probably you don't, You didn't need Adam Burrish and Ben Eager at the same time. So he plays <laughs> for one of those guys. No, certainly not. But yeah, he's definitely in that rotation as your twelfth or thirteenth forward. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, Philip Kershaw cracked the lineup. No. No, nah, probably not. Uh, maybe in a pinch. Yeah. You know, um, Taylor Radish, maybe. Maybe he could be
0: a fourth liner. I mean, I would take Taylor
2: Radish over Ben Eager. By the way, we should give him our fourth, fourth start of the game today. He actually Reddish. Yeah, a good he, had a, game. he had a good game. He did. Yeah. He had a goal, assist, eight noticeable.
0: hits, Um, and and that's the thing. He had games like that when he first got here and then kinda
2: disappeared into the muck. Well, you know, he so remember it, it feels like a lifetime ago, but in the immediate aftermath of the trade deadline, they played pretty well. They did. And we were praising them for that, saying, hey, this team could certainly have just folded the tents and said, get me the golf season. They just waited a week to do it. Well, as you said, they,
0: they <laughs> I think they won their first game after the trade deadline. Wasn't it against the Kings? I believe that's correct. It was against the Kings. Yeah. Our late night CHGO after dark, which we'll be doing again next week, back-to-back nights, can't we? Yeah. Wait. Uh, and then they played well against the Ducks and lost in a, was it a shootout or overtime. Overtime, I think it was. Mm-hmm. God, that feels like that was three months ago, not th- two weeks ago. And then that Buffalo game, you were coming home. Started off good. And that Buffalo game killed it. But they still played okay in that Florida trip. They just got beat by yeah, they two got of the beat best by, teams in the league. But I think you had but the... But the effort was there.
2: You had the aftermath of the Vegas and Buffalo games. Then you had to go into Florida. And it's too... And like, look, everybody knew they were going to lose those. Those are two of the best teams in hockey, but as players, you feel like, are right, we played really well and have nothing to show for it in our last four games? That's frustrating, and that's tough, and that can be demoralizing. But that's, again, that's where the, the leadership comes in. And, look, I I don't want to keep excusing Derek King, right? Like, I'm not saying he's a perfect coach by any means, and I would like to see him, and hopefully tomorrow at 1230 he'll have some more answers for us on – what he has done and what he plans to do to sort of turn this thing around before we tie a bow on the season. But it's just, it feels like it should not be this bad. It feels like they should be showing and doing more than they're doing. And it's just, it's kind of just the same story night after night. And I know we've got one game of Lucas Reichel left probably.
0: Uh, that's what I'm hoping.
2: Yeah. What have, what have you made of his first season? I know it's been a short sample size, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. if you If you have to put a letter grade on it, well, I what mean, you say?
0: overall, you include his time in Rockford, I give him a B plus, A minus. Yeah, what we've seen here, he's been fine, a, a B minus. He just hasn't had that finish yet. And I, and I, and I joked, joked on <laughs> Twitter that Lucas Reichel may never score in the NHL. And then you know some people took it seriously, and then I heard a lot of. Uh, Oh, it's just Dylan Secure all over again. Let's 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 freaking relax with that (laughs) nonsense. Don't plant that
2: seed in my brain, please. No, I
0: he is going to be fine. Lucas Reichel is going to be a good NHL player. Can he be a great NHL player? Sure, maybe. Remains to be seen. But I think at the bottom line, he'll be a good NHL player.
2: He will be a he'll top be, six winger. Absolutely. That is productive.
0: He will be an impactful player on this roster the next couple seasons. That I can say with a lot of confidence. I agree. Uh, I so agree. overall his season, I would give him in a high B or a low A because he's been really good in Rockford. He yeah. just hasn't been able to just, I think he's one of those guys where like once he gets that first one, he'll relax. Right. And he'll say, okay, I could do this it's just as you know it's no different than any other level i know how to score i can do this and then he'll he'll get into it and uh you know you mentioned it's been the same old story over and over with the team but you know where you get a whole lot of different stories and that's at all oh,
2: that is a segue there is lots of wow
0: there's a variety <laughs> of stories over there we don't tell you the same story over and over again if you want to keep supporting us that's a great way to do it too become a member of chgo sports head over to all become a member you're going to get access to all of our great written material not only just with here at the blackhawks and jay you've got something we're going to have come out your thursday
2: your uh, my pat, love letter to pat foley yes
0: can't wait to read that pat foley's last game is thursday jay's gonna uh gush over him via the keyboards so i guarantee
2: you post-game tears on thursday it will be it will be quite, quite the
0: thing and uh but not only blackhawks but we've got people covering all Great writers and insiders covering all our teams. Baseball season's in full swing, and we've got a great crew covering both sides of town. You see them on our sh- on our shows, you listen to them on the podcast, become a member, and you can read all their great articles as well. Plus, you'll get access to that members-only Discord server, where we're going to be more active on that going forward. I was on there in between periods and got to talk to some of our members. It was a lot of fun. And as the off-season comes, we're going to do a lot more of those kind of chats. So you'll have access to that. You get to talk with all of our content creators and fellow fans. Plus, you get a free shirt. Jay's rocking one of our awesome designs here. Uh, Perfect shirt to wear to a Sox game, as you said earlier. It's got the colors, the Chicago flag. Um, Lots of great shirts. You can get that Blackhawks podcast logo you see there on the bottom of the screen if you're watching on YouTube if you're listening to your on your favorite podcast, I'm sure you see that logo. You can get that on a shirt. Lots of great shirts. You get a free one. You get all the articles. You get the Discord. And you get our gratitude. That's worth the price of admission That's priceless, right my friends. So, yes. Become a member of CHGO Sports. You won't regret it. And uh, we will sing your praises as
2: often as we can. Got a comment here in the chat from Madeline. She says, I think Reichel should go back to Rockford. The Hawks suck. Rockford is fun and exciting. (laughs) I saw a comment saying Rockford doesn't matter, but it's our prospects pushing hard for the playoffs. Yes. The Rockford playoffs, play, play Hawks. That's something. Rockford playoffs absolutely matter. And the organization knows that and they're prioritizing that. I think that's a
0: reason we haven't seen Reichel up for a lot. We haven't seen Ian Mitchell very much or Nicholas Baudin or, or some of these other guys. There's a reason they're staying in Rockford because they're learning more there than they would watching guys half ass it up here for 60 minutes.
2: Well, look, playing in games that matter, no it's matter huge. what level you're on, it's huge. is huge. It's 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 enormous. So, yes. um hey, jump on that. I know the AHL is having a, a deal on their playoff package. I think if you buy playoffs only, it's like 29 bucks. So gear up for the playoffs, get that AHL TV package I'll, and I know I'm doing it.
0: I'll get, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I am going I will be at as many of those Ice Hawks playoff games as possible looking now that they're going to play Milwaukee in that first round series. So that's the same amount of distance to each. I will go to all those games, both home and road, and then possibly a second round matchup with the wolves which make it very easy to, so great. that would be a lot of fun. I will be going uh, to as many of those ice hogs to cover those games as possible. So for those of you who do care about the AHL and the Rockford ice hogs playoffs, and frankly, right now, all of us should, uh, we will definitely be talking Ice hogs postseason hockey because absolutely it's important. And what the hell else we got to talk about <laughs> in May? So stick with us. We will be the CHGO Ice Hogs podcast there you for as long as they stay in the Calder Cup playoffs. They haven't clinched their spot yet, but they're really going to have to screw this up. To
2: not get and the remember, at this point. we are all diehard Minnesota Wild fans. Yes. As soon as the playoffs begin, yes.
0: get us that. First I've got the hat.
2: Back. It's at home, ready to go. As soon as the playoffs start, my Wild hat will be either on a desk or on my head, because I know everyone tunes in for my shiny forehead. Yeah, we need to. I gotta know i got to get something. Get that hat I'm on. Re- I'm reflecting. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> much. For, holy smokes. Yeah, I appreciate we that. We a closer look there. Thanks, Stephen. You're the best. You just project a movie on that thing for me. Uh, Madeline, by the way, says it's a shame Ian, Ian Mitchell got hurt. He is should be back for the yeah, playoffs. They, they, it's so a week or two injury.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound too serious. They said one to two weeks. I think they're kind of, to me, this appears to be kind of something that's been nagging him. And now that they got a comfortable yeah. cushion before the playoffs start, they're kind of like, Hey, shut it down for a couple weeks. We need you for the postseason." season. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where they're at at that. They lost another uh, Cam Morrison, a forward went down to an injury too, but he's not as vital as Mr. Mitchell. But I, I assume to see Mitchell for the playoffs, he'll be ready. And he's been really good this year. I, I think they did him a disservice as much as he played in the NHL last year, and they're kind of uh, rectifying that by essentially giving him a full year in the AHL, and he's been really good. Really Are you good.
2: implying that San Bowman rushed a prospect?
0: Uh, How dare you? I mean, you know, that's a hot take, but I'll, 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 I'll own it.
2: All right. Um, before we wrap up, Steven, tell the good people. Now, some of you know I do the I'm Fat podcast, and I am a connoisseur of fast food and I eat as poorly as one can imagine. Steven here is a young, fit young man looking at the guns. It's a constant gun show with Steven. (laughs) I arrived tonight, and the Sox crew is saying, you have to ask Steven what his Portillo's order today was. Steven, can you share with the class your Portillo's order for the day?
1: I would love to. All right, of course, we got to start off with the big beef dipped with mozzarella cheese. It cannot be done any other way. After that, you move on over to the Jumbo Hot Dog. And I know the Chicago fans in the chat are going to hate this. Tomato, ketchup, pickle. Yeah, right. I do put the ketchup on there.
2: Like what you like, my friend.
1: Then for uh, oh. our third entree, we go with the cheeseburger. I could have gone bacon today, but I was spending a lot of money at this
2: point. You're on a diet. Yeah, I don't
1: want to get fat or anything, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, we have to finish off with the strawberry shake, which I will <laughs> be drinking right here.
2: Still working on it. Good <laughs> Lord, man. Well, you know, it all offsets with the strawberry. It's a fruit. Yeah. It's Good for you. Yeah. You're basically drinking a salad.
0: And he did get tomatoes on that hot dog.
2: Right. And, yeah. and just to be clear, I everybody, fruits. this is I'd... one meal. This is not like the day's worth. This was Stephen's dinner. So if I was wearing a hat, I would tip it to you. <laughs> I will shine my forehead in your honor. Enjoy, uh, that. Enjoy
0: that fast metabolism metabolism
2: while it lasts that's young wonderful man, man. Do you want to
1: know the damages though forty three dollars for one person from portillo's well
2: at least you had to wait an hour oh. for it <laughs> which is the new trend <laughs> to me hungry can i have one hot dog that'll be 45 minutes okay cool thanks all right we're gonna wrap it up Remember, we're in here tomorrow at 12 30 p.m Derek king will be in studio with us cannot wait time. for that conversation it's gonna be a great time and reminder to everybody, we're presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our great web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit deposit. At points bet and use that code CHGO. We will talk to you in 13 hours and 26 minutes on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.